Your friends at the Federal Reserve have been printing money like there is no tomorrow. As a result, we've got some extremes that have appeared, the haves and the have-nots. We are in the roaring 2020s. And you look at all of this information that has appeared before our very eyes, and it seems magical. It seems impossible. But here we are. The first thing I want to look at is what's happening. Let's break it down. I'll go through that really quickly. The second thing is which stocks will benefit from what we're seeing today, all the inflation and so on. And the third thing is the economic misfortune. I'm going to go through the supply chain and we're going to look at a few other issues. I've got all of that and more. And if you stay to the end, I got something interesting to say the least. Let's begin. Okay, so really quickly, just wanted to give you some updates. Fed's Clarita policy normalization in 2022 is consistent with the framework. Another individual, even though he's about to be on his way out, his parting message was that March increasing rates. You look at Leo Brainerd saying that they could boost rates as early as March. Another one, Patrick Harker favors a March liftoff. Quote, we are in a position where much that has been positive for equities is maybe moving to neutral or negative. And while there are still a few alternatives, it makes the equity market ripe for more fluctuations over the next few months as we see how the data shakes out and how the Fed reacts. Are they going to instill the Powell put? Are they going to go in and make it happen? Only time will tell okay so that's the information coming from the fed what are they doing how are they reacting when you look at this just one level deeper well you're going to see how the equities how stocks have been dealing with all of this and what we can expect at a factor level value has generally outperformed around the start of a recent hiking cycle stocks with quality attributes like strong balance sheets and high returns on capital have tended to lag before the first hikes but outperformed in the months afterward so we have seen the nasdaq getting beaten up i could show you that right here this is the nasdaq represented by the qqq and clearly as suddenly the markets are worried about inflation oh well you see that popping up if you look at this we are noticing lower lows over the past i mean this has been since uh november 8th and when that peak occurred we saw these dips happen and it still has been unable to break through this falling below the 100 day moving average for the nasdaq that's growth stocks but then you look at the dow jones and it's performed better in comparison okay it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going sky high all right so then we got to look at what our friend mr warren buffett well, what does he have to say? Okay, let's see here. In a 1981 letter to shareholders, Buffett highlighted two characteristics that help companies thrive amid high inflation. Number one, an ability to increase prices easily and an ability to take on more business without having to spend much. Now, they give a couple examples out of Berkshire's holdings, but, you know, this is... Take it with a grain of salt, okay? American Express, they mentioned Coca-Cola, and they also mentioned Apple. I'm giving that to you just so you don't have to click on the article to find it for yourself. 
you can think for yourself in this case here. What they're trying to say is in the example of American Express, they increased their fees. So the yearly fee was something like $500, increased it to something like $600, and instantly they generated more revenue. Coca-Cola, people, if they're spending whatever it is, I don't know, but let's say a dollar on Coca-Cola, can of Coke, are they willing to spend $1.25? If the answer is yes, they're going to increase prices and they're going to generate more revenue. Here we have the biggest sector accounts for a smaller share as the stock markets become more diversified. And you see this back in the 1800s, long time ago, certainly, but we see the changes. All right, what was it at first? Finance and real estate. But as the years went on from 100% down to lower than 40% in the 1850s, then it was transport. All right. Then it moves down and up and down and so on. And now what we are seeing is the information technology and communications. Okay, that's the new thing. But this is made up of a lot of different things. Like you go back to 1999, some of those companies are still in existence today. You still have Amazon, you still have Microsoft, still big companies, Cisco. But things have changed. Okay, the internet has changed. The way we do business has changed and so on. So it's it's broad, but I just want to show you that to make you think. Because the NASDAQ, while the stocks haven't performed well, we can clearly see the direction that we're headed. More technology. That's a fact, okay? Whether we like it or not. So you could see where the money is going. That's all I'm trying to highlight, okay? So when you have your investments, you don't just shift everything. Oh, I'm rebalancing my portfolio. I'm getting rid of everything. You have to take it for what it is. But you've got some individuals, strategists from Goldman Sachs to UBS, saying that you got to buy the dip. That's right. There's barely been a dip, but you should buy it. Goldman strategists don't expect yields to rise much further. BlackRock and JP Morgan strategists see the sell-off as overdone. And where I would agree is that if we were ignoring inflation all of this time, now suddenly you're just, oh, well, inflation's a problem. You know, <laughs> the way that they do this, it's really more about the computer algorithms, but different story. Implied cash allocation by non-bank investors globally. You hear about this, oh, there's cash on the sidelines. I've seen everything from the mainstream to the alternative news saying there's so much cash on the sidelines. Now, things happen. You see events where there is more cash on the sidelines than there were before. But come on. It is down significantly from, you, know, you take these averages. So it was, you know, let's say 36% in the, in the post-Lehman era. Prior to Lehman, about almost 38%. But we are way down from that. We are, looks like, I don't know, 33 or so. And this is global. I mean, this, so much has happened, but I just want to show you that. I think it's important, Okay. The Fed has to be far more aggressive than the street thinks. This is too much money chasing too few goods. He makes a few good points in here. This is Siegel. 
and everything is pointing upward, everything is going up. The Fed is going to have to be more aggressive. I do believe that the Federal Reserve will have to increase rates should they want to stop the inflation. The question is, what end goal are they trying to achieve? What is it? Well, it's up to you to decide, okay? Now, we are going to look at something, the economic misfortunes and simply the economic data. Here we have in this chart, Deutsche Bank showing us that each round of an outbreak negatively impacts consumption and retail sales. There's lockdowns, people aren't going out, they're not spending as much and so on. That's the left chart on the right, except the initial situation back in early 2020, subsequent outbreaks did not have much of an impact on industrial production because people still needed their stuff, okay? That still needed to happen. They might be staying home, but the industrial production still went on. Now, I found this to be good news, if you want to call it that. I brought this to you. This is now the second month in a row. Monthly change in the National Rent Index. It is, in fact, actually negative. Now, that's not the actual prices of the rent, but that's the monthly change. So we haven't seen necessarily that there's a widespread decline in rent prices. No, but the rate at which the rents are increasing has absolutely slowed down. And that is great because the rents that people are paying, I have heard from you all over the world, and it is crazy. If you agree that the rents and the prices of homes have become way too hot, hit that thumbs up. Check this out. The mother of all supply shocks lurks in the crackdowns. This is interesting. I don't have time to get into it all, but remember something. Right now, they're shutting down the ports. I should do a whole video about this. They're shutting down the ports. But there's right now is the biggest surge for China. Everybody is trying to get in their uh, orders this week right here. I mean, as you watch this video, it is January 14th. By around you know five days from now, everything needs to be on a boat and gone because they're about to shut down the country for a month. So this right now is huge. Okay, you're going to put an even bigger burden. If, if you can't get that stuff out, it's not going to get out for another month. The biggest orders happen right now, and it's shut down. It's going to be painful. Speaking of which, I, I got to send the communication to somebody as a result of this. All right, temporary, one would hope, but hugely disruptive at the same time. In the next few months, what are we talking about here? Essentially saying what we're seeing you know, I can't talk about these issues, but, uh, you know, the shutdowns, the lockdowns, it, it's disruptive. That's what they're saying here without getting into it all. China being a huge part of what we see. Obviously, you look at the ships, they're sitting offshore, excuse me. And you see here container ships waiting in the Pacific for berths in LA Long Beach. Off, up to 100, over 100 ships. And I'm going to leave you with this one here. I'm running on long. Natalie Brunel, I, I haven't heard of this person before, but I wanted to agree with the statement here. 
Really disappointed to see my old network, ABC, air a segment called Inflation Nation and blame it on elevated consumer demand, putting a strain on supply chains. How about you mention the trillions of dollars that printed and discuss the debasement of our currency? So sad. This is exactly what I talked about in the other video I just posted before this one. So you can check that out. I'll link to it at the end. But that is absolutely the case. Oh, don't talk about the trillions. No, no, no. It's you going out there and buying your 100 packs of pasta. You are the problem. Well, you could dis disagree or agree or what have you. I want to know what you think in the comments down below. As always, this is something that I believe people should be aware of. That's why I did that other video. If you want to take a look at that, inflation is going crazy. Wages are not keeping up. People are being shortchanged. And why? Because of what's happening on the fiscal side, the monetary side, we are seeing things that we've never had in history. and People need to be aware and prepared. If you agree with this message, hit that thumbs up button and if you haven't seen this video this is the one i'm talking about so just click it and i'll see you there